It's been really good. So it's a series, um, basically we're talking about the Holy Spirit and um, how the idea of, of the Holy Spirit can be, uh, to a lot of us, we may not realize and know what the Holy Spirit is, but we're kind of breaking it down um, and giving you guys some tools um, to let you know what the Holy Spirit is. Before I get into the meat of my message, I want to break this down, okay? The Holy Spirit is not an optional extra. I just hit you right away. You guys aren't ready for that. The Holy Spirit is not an optional extra. He is a divine necessity. And I think a lot of times we come with the idea and we kind of shy away from the Holy Spirit. And it's kind of like a thing. We, we shy away from that which we don't understand. And for me, this series is really good. And I, I believe that we're going to grow and we're going to learn so much from this series. Because the Holy Spirit, let me, and let me put it this way, the Holy Spirit is not a dove. I know for a lot of us, you know, that, that messes with our theology. Because we, we grew up in this idea of the Holy Spirit is like a dove. He flies in and he flies out and all these different things. And also, let me tell you this. The Holy Spirit is not a flame of fire. Okay? So it's not like just a little flame. It's not, and I, and I, can, get, I can get why we would um, feel like we don't understand the Holy Spirit. Because honestly, when I was growing up, I had the weirdest idea of the Holy Spirit. I had the weirdest, like, idea of what the Holy Spirit. And back in the day, they used to call it the Holy Ghost. And Pastor Jason said last week, nobody wants to get to know a ghost, right? Like, you shy away from it, and you're like, I'm not going to get to know a ghost. I'm scared of ghosts. Like, why would I get to know the Holy Ghost? Like, that sounds crazy to me. But re the reality is the Trinity is a three-package deal. It is three in one. We can't choose one over the other. We can't choose God over Jesus. We can't choose Jesus over the Holy Spirit. It is a package deal. So the Holy Spirit is not an optional extra. He is a divine necessity in our lives. And so this series for me is going to be, um, um, I'm just going to go straight forward. And I'm just going to dig in because I believe that I'm, I'm going to kind of toy with some ideas of what the Holy Spirit is in a lot of our lives, what we kind of grew up on. And even me, it's wrecking my world. So I'm right there with you. As you're sitting down listening to me, I'm listening to myself. Okay, so um, we're going to get right on into it. We're going to open up our text. We like to have foundational scriptures here at the well. And um, like I said, I'm not going to go through this text. Pastor Jason actually set the premise of this whole series. And I'm just going to read the foundational scriptures based on Zechariah 4, 6. Zechariah 4, 6. It says, so he answered me. This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. Not by strength or by might, but by my spirit says the Lord of armies. So notice he says, not by strength or by my might, but by what? My spirit, says the Lord of armies. So today as we talk about the Holy Spirit, I want to speak to you on the subject, battle ready. Winning the battle from within. As we look at how to fight the internal battles that we face every single day. Will you pray with me just one more time? Jesus, we love you. Father, I thank you, Lord, for every single person that's in this room. Father, I pray that um, as we kind of uh, deal with the idea of the Holy Spirit, Lord, I thank you, Lord, that, that you would speak to every single person individually. Holy Spirit, actually meet them, every single person in this room, right where they are. Father, I pray that you would change their minds. I pray that you would renew our hearts. Father, I thank you that you would set us free in this moment. And Father, I get rid of any anxiety. I get rid of any fear that would hinder me from preaching your word this morning. And I say, have your way in this place today, in Jesus' name. And everyone said... Amen. So um, I'm super excited because anytime I have like two weeks off from preaching, it's like I actually start getting like a little bit like antsy and like kind of like, okay, 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 I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. But how many of you guys have ever trained for something in your life? 
Now, it could be anything. It could be training in high school for like um, some, uh, a, a tournament training and anything. It could be this, as simple as training on your job, training for a new position, training. We've all trained for something in our lives. So when I was young, I used to do Taekwondo. Yeah, holla at your boy. I used to kick people in the head, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I used to do Taekwondo, and I loved it. I used to go into Taekwondo, and, and um, I would literally go about three to five times a week, about three to four hours each day. And I was the type of person, like, I'm the type of person, once I'm in, I'm all in. Like, you can't get me out. Like, people, like, try to keep me, like, you can't, like, I'm all in. So I, I used to do Taekwondo, and um, I would train, like, for three to five hours a day. Like, I would be waiting after school just to go. Like, I would try not to, like, fight anybody at school, you know, because that's just not very nice, and that's not very good, and so, but I would just be so antsy to, like, go and train, and, and I, how many of you guys have had a coach that, like, has set a mark on your life, like, a coach that really spoke into your life, and so my coach, his name was Mr. Sheffer, and he was this um, Chinese guy, yeah, you know what I'm saying, um, he was a Chinese guy, he was awesome, like, he was the best coach ever, like, he actually went the extra mile with me, like, he wouldn't just, like, I wouldn't just come to class and then just leave, like, he would actually like sit me down in his office. We would have conversations. We would talk about martial arts. We would talk about different techniques and all these different things. And he would always tell me this one thing. And as I was preparing for this message, it just stuck out in my heart. And he's, he always told me this one thing when I was sitting in his office. He was like, you can train as much as possible, Andrew. And he used to say it. He's um, Chinese, so he used to say it in his accent. I cannot do that. I just can't. So, but he would say it, and he was like, you can train as much as you want, but if you don't fight the battle within, you'll never achieve what you need to achieve. And, and what was he saying in that moment? He was literally saying to me that you can train, and obviously it's good to train. Like, I need to train. Like, I can't go into a match and not train and not prepare for the thing that I'm about to um, head face on. But he, more or less, he was just saying to me that it is a mind game. That literally, you can train as much as you want, but at the end of a fight, you're going to need to rely on some other strength. And, and growing up in a Christian home, like, I knew what he was talking about. And we don't, we don't really want to think about it this way, and especially, like, if you don't come up in a Christian home and you don't know a Christian background. But I literally knew what he was talking about. That extra strength for me is called the person, and it is the Holy Spirit. He was saying, you have to look inward at some point in your life, and you can't choose. Like, you can train all day long, and you can fight the battle and try to win, but at some point in life, you have to look inward. And so today, I'm going to talk about three different ideas. I'm going to talk about the inward fight, I'm going to talk about the outward fight, and then I'm going to talk about the action steps that we need to take in order to win the battle from within. So are you ready? All right, everybody shout with me, number one. He empowers us for the fight. So this is the inward fight. This is the mind game. We have to know who is living in us. Acts 1, 8, it says this, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Notice that he says, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. So I want to set some, some foundation to this. In the Old Testament, people... The Holy Spirit moves upon them. The Holy Spirit wasn't yet residing in them. So in the Old Testament, God would move upon them. Okay, and then we fast forward to the Gospels. The Gospels, Jesus was God in the flesh, so he was among us. So the Holy Spirit was 
among us. And then when Jesus left, he said that I will send you someone greater than even I. And now the Holy Spirit lives in us. So in the Old Testament, he came upon us. In the, the, the New Testament the Gospels, he was among us. And now we're living out in the epistles. And further on, he is living in us. And so I want to break that down because it'll make some sense as I'm, I'm preaching this message. But he says in this scripture in Acts 1.8, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. John 14, 15 through 18, one of my favorite scriptures, it says this, if you love me, keep my commandments and I will pray to the Father and he will give you another helper. He will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. And I love this. The spirit of truth, that is the Holy Spirit living in us, the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. So I want to stop right there for, this, for, this, for, for a moment. So he says that the world doesn't see him or know him. In order for me to get to know someone, I have to communicate with them. And so when you receive Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, it's a three-package deal. You receive the Father, God. You receive the Son, Jesus. And you receive the Holy Spirit. And a lot of times we think, and I want to get rid of this idea because this is my idea too. I thought that in order for me to operate in the Spirit, I had to be infilled with the Spirit, meaning I have to speak in tongues, an unknown language. Let me tell you this. Let me demystify the thoughts. You do not have to speak in an unknown tongue or a different language to know the Holy Spirit that lives on the inside of you. Is there power and equipment in that? Of course, absolutely. But you don't have to know. You don't have to speak in tongues. You don't have to do this, this crazy thing in order to know that the Holy Spirit is living in you. And so he says right here that the, the world cannot receive him, nor do they know him, but you know him. Isn't that in, That's like a declaration that he's saying, John's saying to you, like, when you receive Jesus, you automatically know him. As you commune with him and as you have conversation with him. Listen, every day when I wake up, I say, I acknowledge the Holy Spirit. I do. I say, Holy Spirit, I acknowledge you this morning. I want to do what you want me to do. I want to say what you want me to say. I want to go where you want me to go. Just that simple. I just acknowledge the Holy Spirit. But a lot of times we're fighting an inward battle and not acknowledging the Holy Spirit that lives in us that can help us defeat that battle. A lot of times we're not realizing that we have power that lives on the inside of us, and that is the person of the Holy Spirit. It is not an it. It is a him. The Holy Spirit lives on the inside of him. But so it says like this, the world doesn't know him, but you know him. For he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. And so he empowers us for the fight. That word empowerment means this, the process of becoming stronger and more confident especially in controlling one's life and claiming one's rights. So empowerment. And I looked up, I, I went even further last night. Listen, I changed like my whole message last night because I was like, okay, wow. Like I, I was like, God was just downloading things to me and I was like, I don't know if I should do this. Like I'm not, I'm not trying to pull a Pastor Jason. Literally last, last listen, I just want to brag about our lead pastor for a second. Okay. <laughs> last week, this guy, love him. He preaches a different message in the morning with no intention of preaching a different message at 5 p.m. But I hang out with him after services every Sunday, and literally he's like, I'm just going to preach a different message. Just like that. Wrote a message in like an hour. And I'm like, 
I just don't get it. Anyways, side note. But anyways, <laughs> mine was the night before, so this is great. So the word M, E-M, and empower, it actually comes from an old French for E-N. They were at one time interchangeable with words meaning I-N. So let me put it this way. It is not just empowerment, E-M, but it is who you're looking to in empowerment. I am. So when I choose to say I'm led by the Spirit of God and I know his voice, the world doesn't know him, but I know him, I'm going to choose to look inward so I can get empowerment to do what God has called me to do. It is not just empowerment. It is I am empowerment. He, I'm choosing to look at him so that he can empower, empower me for the situation that's ahead. So this is an inward focus. And it's not like I'm just going around saying, Holy Spirit, where you at? You there? Hey, mic check, mic check. No, it's like an inward knowing. It's an inward knowing of the Holy Spirit. And a lot of us, we don't realize and recognize the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is actually convicting you every single day. The Holy Spirit convicts you for right and wrong. But it's if you will obey the Holy Spirit and if you would choose to look inward instead of looking at the outward situation. And so the first thing that we have to do, if we're going to fight the battle and win the battle from within, we have to choose to look inward. We have to be inward focused, saying, man, I acknowledge the Holy Spirit today. I'm going to choose to look inward. I'm going to say, okay, the world doesn't know you, but guess what? I know you. So that means I can walk out the very plan that you have set for me. I can walk out my divine destiny. Why? Because I know the Holy Spirit that lives in me. It is an empowerment. And I, that just struck out to me. I'm like, wow. That's crazy because I feel like, okay, I, I feel like empowerment. It's like, okay, like we feel strong on the outside, like all these things. But notice as I study deeper, the word E-M can be interchangeable with I-N. That is empowerment. I can choose to look inward for every situation, and I should choose to look inward first before I look outward. So what if we chose to look inward every time we were going through a situation? What if you and I chose every single day to look inward? And say, okay, the situation around me doesn't look so good. But you know what? I'm going to look inward to the Holy Spirit that lives in me. And I know that that's even a hard concept for some people. How do I look inward to the Holy Spirit? Like, I don't see him. I don't know him. But guess what? You never saw Jesus, but you accepted him as your personal Lord and Savior. Wow. It's easier for us to accept things that, that we can see. But you've never seen Jesus, but we acknowledge him and we know him, but we've never seen him. But somehow down the line, because it got spooky and crazy, we decided to put the Holy Spirit in a box. And I wonder if we're, we're going through so many trials, we're going through so much frustration, we're going through so much difficulty because we're not choosing to acknowledge the Holy Spirit that lives on the inside of us. Listen, Jesus said, I have to go away. He says in one translation, it is expedient that I go away so that the comforter of the Holy Spirit can live in you. Listen, Jesus could only be at one place at one time. And I know he did miracles and miracles, but he even says in the word of God that greater miracles you should do. Why? Because we have the Holy Spirit living in us. So it is I-N, it is empowerment. You guys doing okay? Okay, yeah. everybody shot number two. He equips us for the battle. This is the outward battle. This is the thing that we face every single day that we look in the mirror and we see, whether within ourselves or we see in our family, we see in our friends. This is literally the outward battle. And I, I did some research yesterday, 
as I was changing my message a little bit, <laughs> and I started researching like boxers and how much they train and, and UFC fighters and all these different things. And, and I started researching, man, like these, these guys train and train and train hours and hours and hours a day. It says that anyone, any professional fighter can train anywhere from five to, to eight hours a day, five days a week. And so I was, I was looking at that. And I'm like, okay, well, they're preparing for a fight. And so I started thinking about that, and I'm like, okay. And then I just had this, this glove analogy. So I'm going to put on these gloves. Okay? Just bear with me. So I had this, and this came up to my mind. I was like, okay, so they fight every single day, and they train, and they train, and they train, and they work hard to achieve something. They, they work hard to achieve a goal. And so I started thinking about the Holy Spirit and how a lot of times, like we're trying to win the battle on the outside without training for the battle that's ahead. So I started thinking about boxers, how they train so much in the natural just to achieve a certain goal. But yet when we train in our own lives, we don't uh, submit to the Holy Spirit and ask him to guide us in the battle. And I started thinking about what would it look like if I just showed up to work every single day with boxing gloves? You guys would look at me crazy. You'd be like, what are you doing? Like, if I showed up to, if I had a type, typing job, and I'm like. <laughs> like, you guys would literally like, what are you doing? Like, why are you showing up? If I literally just had these gloves on all the time. And what if I was like, okay, I just put on these gloves. I'm Mike Tyson. I'm going to bite your ear off. <laughs> then I put on these gloves. This is who I am. I'm Floyd Mayweather. I'm whatever. I'm like, that's, that's just who I am. Just because I put on these gloves. But yet, a lot of times, we're fighting the battle without the proper training from the person that has already won the battle. We look around like this, see, like I have the tools, like just because I put on boxing gloves doesn't make me a boxer. Just because you accept Jesus into your, as your personal Lord and Savior doesn't necessarily mean that everything in your life is going to work out and be great. We have the tools that we need, but we're not using them. And so I was, I was just thinking, like, what if I just, I just walked around like this all day long. Like, I'm a boxer. I ain't seven foot. I'm not going to train. I'm not going to do nothing. I'm a boxer. That's it. And I walk around like this all day long. But this is what we do a lot of times with the Holy Spirit. We're walking around. And we're, we're, we're fighting a battle on the outside. You're fighting a battle in your marriage. You're fighting a battle with your family. You're fighting a battle on your job. But you're not choosing to look inward so that you can achieve the outward battle. We're not training for the fight. No wonder why we feel so defeated. No wonder why we feel like nothing is going to work in our lives. Because we're not acknowledging the Holy Spirit that lives on the inside of us. So that he can complete the outward battle. And so, no wonder why we feel so defeated. No wonder why we feel like we will never win the battle. John 16, 7, it says this, and then I'm going to skip down to verse 12 and 14. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. I still have, my, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when he, notice he didn't refer to it, he says, however, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will tell you things to come. 
He will glorify me, for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. He will not speak on his own authority. I want to hit at that for a moment. He won't speak at his own authority. This brings me to my, my last point. Everybody shout number three. Man, I love this one. He enables us by giving us authority. He enables us by giving us authority. Just said in John 16, 7, that he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he heals, hears, he will speak. Meaning that he's going to someone to hear something in order to speak to us. That means, that tells me that the Holy Spirit is going to Jesus to speak to me. The Holy Spirit is living in you and I. And see, the reality is the Holy Spirit can't work until we release it. The Holy Spirit will never be able to work in your life until you release the very thing that you're holding on to. The Holy Spirit will never be able to equip you until you release the very thing that you're holding on to. The Holy Spirit will never be able to empower you until you release everything that you're holding on to. And that's why we say every single time in worship to lift up your hands. Why? Because it's easier to lift up your hands. That means you're not holding on to anything. And that's just an outward demonstration. What if we chose inwardly to not hold on to anything? What if we chose to not hold on to that, that past hurt that is just weighing us down and we can't seem to move on, we can't seem to grow from it? What if we stopped holding on to the bitterness that's in your marriage? What if we stopped holding on to everything that's going around us? What if we stopped holding on and we released it to God? See, the Holy Spirit can't work until we choose to release. You see, if we never realize the greatness that is living in us, we will never realize the greatness that is around us. We'll always feel hopeless. We'll always feel defeated. We'll always feel like we'll never be able to make it because we don't realize the greatness that lives in us. And no wonder why we keep fighting a battle and we feel like we're losing because we don't realize the greatness that's in us. Like he lives in me. So that means, and I I don't, I'm not, I'm not, gonna, I'm not trying to get a pity party for this next statement that I'm making. But in order for me to get up here every single week when I preach and do what I'm doing, I have to acknowledge the Holy Spirit. I have to. Because the reality is, I, like if this was my way, I would not be up here right now. For real, I'm being, I'm being serious. I'm being just really, like I'm being dead serious. I would not, if this was my way, and if I wasn't yielded to the Holy Spirit that lives in me, I would not be up here right now. You could ask my wife. I literally went to school for supportive ministry. Do you know what supportive ministry means? Like, I was cleaning toilets. <laughs> I was cleaning toilets. I was cleaning classrooms. And I loved it. I was like, I, if I just do this for the rest of my life, I'm great. And you might not think of it because I am a loud, boisterous person. I am happy-go-lucky, and I can talk to you. But literally, for me to get up here every single week and speak, I literally say right there every single day while I'm in worship, I say to myself, I think that the greatness of God lives on the inside of me. I think that you have empowered me to do what you have called me to do. I think that it's not my strength, it's not by my might, but it's by your spirit that lives on the inside of me that enables me to do all that you have called me to do. I would not be up here right now if I had it my way. But it's because I realize the greatness that lives on the inside of me 
that I can do what he's called me to do. I wonder if all of us in this room would choose to realize the greatness that lives on the inside of us, and I wonder what would happen in our world if we chose to say, man, the greatness of God lives on the inside of me, so I can fight this battle knowing I have greatness living on the inside of me. You see, and the reality is, I'm not fighting for victory. I'm not fighting for victory. And I think a lot of times we, we're trying to win this battle that we're facing in our lives, whatever it is, and we're trying to fight for victory. We're trying to get our, our point across in our marriage of our argument. We're trying to win the battle. And we're fighting and we're frustrated. We're trying to win that person in our family that doesn't know Jesus. So every single time they sit at our dinner table, you mention how they're going to hell and they're not saved and they need to know Jesus. We're choosing to fight an outward battle. So I don't fight from, for, for victory. I fight from a place of victory. And what does that mean? That means that I have the Holy Spirit living in me. And so, listen, it is not the words that you speak that have power. It is who is behind those words that give you the power that you need. So when I speak, and when I speak the word of God over my situation and over my circumstance, I'm speaking with authority, knowing who's behind me, that girds me, and knowing that I've already won the victory. I've already won the battle. And you see, a lot of us, we're going through life feeling so defeated, feeling like we'll never be able to make it, feeling like we can't fight, feeling like we can't win. But listen, you've already won. You've already won. Jesus already paid the price. He already said, I'll leave you somebody greater than even I. It is greater, greater than he that is in me, than he that is in the world. That's the word of God. But a lot of times we don't acknowledge the greatness that actually lives on the inside of us. We're fighting a battle over and over and over. We're fighting it in our own strength. We're fighting it. Some of you guys are so good with words that y'all can go into a situation and you can just fight and go, and you walk away and you're like, huh. But literally, you still feel so defeated on the inside. You put up walls every single day and you're like, no, 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 no. I only want to take what some of the word of God says, but I don't want to take it for its entirety. Listen, we have to start taking everything in the word of God for its entirety we can't pick and choose what we want to believe if that's the case then don't be a christian because the reality is when we come to know who jesus is we step foot into his family so i don't know about you but in my family there's a set of rules that i abide by and so when we're in the family of god we come in knowing that we've already won the battle all god wants you to do is to look inward to him first and then while looking inward, he gives you the power and equips you to look outward. And then the last thing, he enables you and gives you the authority that you need to speak things into the atmosphere. To speak those things that be not as though they already are. That's the power that we have. And so in this moment, in Ephesians, actually 1 John 4, 4 says this, You are from God, little children, and you have conquered them. Because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. That is good news. Listen, if that's the only scripture you read for the rest of your life, 
Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Greater is he than my sickness in my body. Greater is he than the problems in my marriage. Greater is he. Greater is he that is in you. That means I can step out of this room with boldness, saying, man, I got the greatness living. Listen, I walk with a certain, like, certain, like, confidence. Not because I'm, I'm, I'm cocky, but I'm confident. Because greatness lives on the inside of me. That means when I speak things, I have to happen. That means when I declare things over my family, listen, I don't speak them right in front of their face. I go to my prayer closet and say, Holy Spirit, you help me to pray. You don't have to have conversations. You don't have to bicker with your spouse. You don't have to do anything. Help me to pray in the situation. You fight the battle on your knees. You fight the battle by looking inward to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not a spooky idea. He is a divine necessity in our lives. And in order for us to walk this life out feeling victorious and being victorious, we have to acknowledge that the battle is already won. So we're going to sing this song. This is how I fight my battles. Because you don't fight your battles with candid words and, and, and different things like that. You fight your battles knowing who lives on the inside of you.